When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. You know, in a lot of the world, you can see the change happening, especially with COVID. Great Britain? Yeah, we're done with mandates. We're done with the lockdowns. How about that, huh? Mass! Ah. But yet in the United States, a lot of things stay the same, even though it was supposed to be the Biden reset presser uh-huh. yesterday. A lot remained the same, David. I mean, you can reset a broken Xbox, but it's still a broken Xbox. All right. It doesn't really work. Yeah. That way. Uh, President yeah. Biden was asked uh, whether or not he thinks the midterm elections this year will be legitimate if his voting bills don't get passed, which they did not get passed as expected. No. Right. So what does that mean? Well, it all depends on uh, whether or not uh. we're able to make the case to the American people that some of this is being set up to try to alter the outcome of the election. Okay. (laughs) That's what you've been trying to do for weeks. Yes. Remember calling half the country racist a week ago? (laughs) If we can convince them of this lie that we've been throwing out there and calling it the voting rights bill instead of just calling it what it is, the federal takeover of elections. Yeah, I don't think it's working. No. It hasn't worked. And the pro-norms president was given a second chance to clarify, do you think that the elections will be legitimate because these bills aren't going to pass? Oh, yeah, I think it is going to be illegitimate. Oh. Imagine, well, imagine if, in fact, Trump has succeeded in convincing Pence to not count the votes. Imagine if... I mean, who, who did not count the votes? Tense. Who's tense? Tense or Pence? Was thought, it Pence? I thought okay. it was Pence, yeah. Sounded like Tense to me. But hold on. I know this is minor, but still. Imagine if, in fact, Trump has succeeded in convincing Pence to okay, not count the votes. I got Imagine you. Now if, I know what he means. In regards to 2022, sir, the midterm Well, 2022, election. I mean, uh, imagine if those uh, attempts to say that uh, the count was not legit. You have to recount it, and we're not going to count. We're going to discard the following votes. I mean, sure. What? David, help. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to discard ballots that weren't filled out properly, especially if they're sent by mail. Because if you don't do that, I'm sorry, but it it is an extra courtesy that some states are offering uh, with vote by mail. And if you don't fill out the envelope correctly, well, sorry, you need to show up in person if you want your vote to count because that's what preventing cheating is all about. 
Well, that's discriminatory against people that can't write. We can't have it. Well, then show up so, at your local bowling place for crying out loud. I, it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Sir, the oh, 25 too. I mean, I'm glad he's still alive after that. <laughs> then what's the rest of what he said? It, it, I'm not saying it's going to be legit. It's the increase... And the prospect of being illegitimate is a direct proportion to us not being able to get these these reforms passed. Again, man, I feel like you got to take somebody through this, but you already know. They want to keep it the exact same way it was in 2020. We don't need to do that. Remember when they talked about mail-in? And this was agreed by both parties for years and years. You're inviting corruption if you go that route. They said we had to do it as an emergency because of COVID. But now it works in the Democrats' favor. We want to make it law. And if you say no, well, you're racist. You're trying to keep black people from voting. It was for a while black and brown, but now I think it's just black people from voting. Yeah, now Is that right? Now it's black, and I, I believe that it, the talking points have also shifted just a little bit uh, to talking about people with disabilities. Okay. Uh, think about people yeah. with disabilities. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You know, identify that sound. Yeah, I, yeah. that's he's trying to be reprogrammed right there. Ah, okay. Meanwhile, you have people in the media trying, you know, to carry the water for him again. Yamish Alcindor talking about what a great press conference this was. Yeah, did you see that? It's an alternate universe. Yeah. It is an alternate universe. That we all saw the same thing. Yes. Okay, she's a paid actor, well, right? Of course. She's not real. <laughs> no. Has to be. And then there was also Dana Bash on oh, CNN. Yeah. I haven't heard this. Well, and this was in reaction to the idea that, you know, after, you know, so much time screaming about insurrection and the big lie and all this, then their guy, Joe Biden, goes out there and says, well, yeah, maybe the elections will be illegitimate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're in a tough spot now. They have no clue how to handle this. And here is one good example, Dana Bash on CNN. What he said uh, was, actually the entire thing, but the first part was probably the most jarring uh, to hear a president of the United States who is not Donald Trump even suggest ahead of time that an election isn't legitimate. Uh, having said that, the important thing to keep in mind is what he was trying to say. <laughs> yeah. You got to keep in mind what he was trying to say. Okay. What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> he went off script. Dang it. What he's trying to say. Well, I remember a long time ago, after I quit drinking, was in counseling, and a counselor said to me, he was very wise, you know, listen, man, can't just go by what someone says. Watch their actions. It will tell you everything you need to know. So the entire country needs to be counseled now on Joe to say, don't forget about what he said. Think about what he meant to say. Right. Okay? Yeah. Okay, just imagine what he wanted to say there. Don't forget about the uh, meltdown. You know, it was a cold day today. That's what my car sounded like when I was trying to start it this morning. <laughs> I put the key in the ignition, Jamie. Then I turned it, and this is what I heard. What? Yeah. Come on. Then you texted me, said, I need to jump, man. Yeah, turn it over. Won't go over. Golly, that's sad. Okay. The all-new Biden. 
So, yes, <laughs> man, we got to put a fresh face on this presidency. Yes. But he said Americans are doing what right now? Sifting through what? What's real and what's fake. And I'll just tell you, man, I know I'm not alone in this. Watching yeah. this was really hard at times yesterday. Yeah. And it's not that it's all that much of a surprise. It's just like, dang, man, somebody ring the gong or something. Somebody pull him off the stage because for the sake of America, this can't go on. I mean, listen to this. Okay. Oh, I think it could be, but I hope in God that they're, uh, that, look. Okay, time out already. We're only eight seconds in. Wow. the question, by the way, I forgot to mention this. Okay. Do you think that schools being shut down would be a potential midterm election issue, uh, or a potent, I should say, uh, midterm election issue for Republicans? Would Republicans benefit in the upcoming elections because Democrats kept schools closed for so long? Okay, so that was the setup. Yeah. You know, full disclosure, we were watching this together. Um, Scott had a uh, something to take care of. You you left before it was over. Yeah, I listened to it though. Okay, I had to check out. I couldn't take anymore. I really. I'm like, I'm gonna have to catch up with the rest of this later. It got too uncomfortable. Well, it, you're right, David. You were hanging in there very well. Mm-hmm. Well, the word is uncomfortable. You're right. Uncomfortable it, is it, right. It, you know, I'm like, I'm gonna have to check out. I, it's like small doses. Yeah, this is this is sad in so many different ways. Being flop sweat. I mean, you're... and then even David had to give in. He had to tap out at one point and then come back. Yeah. All right. So the, all that being said, here we go. And look. Uh huh. Maybe I'm kidding myself. But as time goes on, yeah. The voter who is just trying to figure out, as I said, how to take care of their family, put three squares on the table, stay safe, be able to pay their mortgage or their rent, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, has is becoming much more informed on the. Um, oh my goodness, man! The motives of. Um, okay, at what point does this near the end? No, no, no. When did this, this happen? This whole thing went on for like four minutes. Oh, dude. Okay. And the question was about getting kids back in school. Yes. Because you got to circle back to what the real question is. Because <laughs> right. you have no idea. I about know, 90 seconds into it, I don't even know what the question was anymore. Okay. All right. Through any of that 40 seconds we just heard, did anyone start to feel like, oh, this is bad? I almost feel bad for him. No. Yeah. I don't feel bad for him. Um, I do. Yeah. Okay. I do. And, and, and I, don't, every, I don't want to either. Every fiber in my body says don't. Let me yeah, let me remind uh, you something because I just did this in my own mind. Yeah, when you hear that and you feel some sympathy, remember that's the same guy a week ago that tries to separate the country. I know, I know by race. I know that son of a does it all the time. But if you don't forget who he is, elderly parent or grandparent, and they're struggling to form their thoughts. I mean, it's sort of a you know, it's and it's a, really it, the ego of that it's guy. It's a tough thing I, that has him where he is right now. I don't disagree with you a hundred percent. I mean, I do. I mean, I hate myself for going, oh, God, oh, geez. You know what else? I'm going to go off on something else, too. Okay. You know what else? We talk about different people you can't stand that you know they're in the position they're in because they checked a box. That guy was a box checker. Oh, sure. No one calls that out. We all know it's true. Yeah. Obama didn't really want him. He was a white guy, working class, blue-collar Democrat. He helped 
make people feel comfortable with Obama. Obama thought he was a joke from the jump. We all know it. And because he rode those coattails and the Democrats were so desperate, they put him back in there. And this is what we get. I'm done feeling bad for him. I've been done for a while. Okay. So let's just hear him. Some of the political embarrass himself. Players and some of the uh, spit it out and the political parties. And I think that they are not going to be as susceptible to believing some of the outlandish things that have been said and continue to be said. You know, like what? Every. Every president, not necessarily in the first 12 months, but every president in the first couple of years, most every president, excuse me, of the last presidents, at least See, here we go again, man. Have I, had I'm tapping out again. I can't numbers take numbers that are 44% <laughs> favorable. So yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I don't feel sorry for him anymore, and I have contempt now. <laughs> that has nothing that, to do it. with the original question. No, nothing. No. I don't even know what question he's answering right there. No, I don't know what that again, is. the question was, hey, do you think that schools being closed, especially in Democratic-run cities, will benefit Republicans, especially among suburban voters? No. <laughs> Are you kidding? Are you kidding? <laughs> you just flummoxed, aren't you? <laughs> I really am. Well, and the other part that earlier on, I think I've outperformed. Yeah. Look at all that I've accomplished. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Again, you, you want to ask some of your good friends that may have voted the other way than you did to say, are you happy you got no mean tweets right now? You happy? <laughs> Everybody's lining up for mean tweets. So there's more of that to get to. And you know what? Kamala may have been worse today. Coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. That's the president. (laughs) He had a big press conference yesterday, second one of his presidency. And uh, he was asked the question, what was the setup again? Where he's saying America's just trying to sift through what's real and what's fake? It's uh, Okay, so the question was, are you worried that in the midterm elections, uh, school closures will be something that will benefit Republicans, especially in the suburbs, in areas where Democrats have made inroads. So we're a minute and 20 seconds into that answer. Yes. Which hasn't really answered anything. Not it's even, hasn't really. Going hasn't, off. Period. No. Yeah. Uh, but th- there, w- there was 30 seconds left. So to be fair, I want to hear the rest of the clip oh, okay. to see if he got to the answer. All right. David took the time to get this. I want to. So it's this idea that, but you all, not you all, but now it is, well, Biden's at one poll showed him at 33 percent. The average is 40, 44, 45 percent. One poll him at 49 percent. I mean, the idea that. Um, what? Talking school closures, dude. Back up. American public are trying to sift their way through what's real and what's and what's fake. Okay, well, what's real is that in several cities, especially areas uh, where Democrats are in charge, people's kids were kept out of school for quite some time. 
Yes. That is correct. That's not about polling or what you're seeing on cable news or whatever he's trying to get at there. That's reality. That's that's you every single day knowing that your kids aren't going to school. Or if they are going to school, they're masked up or whatever. Jeez. We know a lot of countries don't mask their kids at school because, one, it doesn't do much good, if any. And it hurts their learning. It hurts them in a number of different ways, which they never seem to address. Mm-hmm. More on the Biden disaster in a bit, but Kamala apparently was sent out to the Today Show with Savannah Guthrie to do damage control, but she did further damage. Yeah. <laughs> well, Savannah actually did her job. She actually did, and we'll highlight that throughout the show today. Amazing. Yeah. Well, one thing that was talked about was this voting law that got killed last night in the right. Senate. Uh, but Vice President Kamala Harris says, you know, many other world leaders are worried about the United uh, States because of God. voter ID laws. What? Yeah. They are asking what is going on with voting rights in America because they look to us as a role model of what it means to be a democracy. And they are monitoring to wonder and question whether there is an erosion of our democracy and therefore an erosion of one of the best role models of what a democracy does and can do. I guarantee you this. I guarantee you this. Not one world leader asked her that question. Not one. Not one. I want receipts. I want you to tell me what world leader went, is your democracy crumbling because of the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and they won't put... No one said that. No one said that. No one. This is... I detest... That line made me crazy. She's like, well, all these... I like she's gathered with him, too. I don't even know if they take her call. I mean, I, honestly, when are you? When did this happen? <laughs> You're killing me. God, dude. this is pathetic. I, I mean, know. It's just awful. That's just awful. It's that person at work going, well, you know, people are saying that. Well, then tell me who they are. <laughs> Let me call them because that's such a deflection. World leaders are telling me, and I meet with them all the time. No, you don't. Yeah. Well, that whole thing went on too and it, it was the single mom and, and three, oh, kids, and three in the kids in the back seat yeah and, and why can't she just drop off her vote somewhere you know what else they won't do what give you food or water <laughs> you're developing rickets bloated bellies while you're waiting in line <laughs> which by the way is not true of course it's not true because it has to be how many feet away from it's the actual something like doors? Something like 150 feet. I don't remember what the exact footage was. But even then, somebody working as a poll worker can go out and give you food or water if you need it. So yeah, it's right. a complete lie. The other thing is, how is it possible that all these other world leaders are worried about the state of democracy in America because of voter ID laws and whatnot, when all of them have voter ID laws. They're not They're not worried about all that. All of that these nobody freaking is. countries that you would oh, be yeah, talking to. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's, it's insanity. Yeah, our allies are looking at us. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and they're asking like, her. You, they're asking the person. They're asking Kamala. Kamala, is democracy fading in your country? Well, no one said that. No one. Again, world leaders weren't looking to us for COVID advice because they're they're doing their own research. Like right. I mentioned before, right. Great Britain. Yeah, we're done. Okay, <laughs> basically let it rip because the vaccine can't stop it. More on that a little bit later too. God. Yeah. By the way, 
quick poll. Can money buy happiness? Well, the people say no, but 43% actually go into debt trying to find out. I guess that's not a surprising stat for the day. What about if Russia invades Ukraine? you got to hear the answer to that from Biden next. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh, going through a lot of the president's press conference yesterday. Um, it was pretty much a disaster. There were a lot of topics covered. One was Russia invading Ukraine, David. Yeah, well, I mean, apparently, according to Joe Biden, Russia has the green light to invade Ukraine, at least as long as they only invade just a teeny little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh. What does that mean? If it's just, it's it's Costco foreign policy. You see, you can have a free sample Russia of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. You ju- you just can't steal the whole thing. Okay, all right. So he's guessing that Biden's going to move in. That Putin's going to move in. Yeah. Okay, and he lays that out. I'm not so sure that he has. Uh, Boy, howdy. David, I'm not so sure he has uh, is certain what he's going to do. My guess is he will move in. He has to do something. Yeah, he has to do something. And then he goes on to say that uh, it's when it comes to defending Ukraine, it's one thing if it's a minor incursion, in which case they'll have to have some uh, some discussions on it. But if it's a full-blown invasion, then he's going to stand up and do something about it. Okay. All right. So is that why they sent Kamala out this morning on the Today Show to sort of clear this up? Uh, yeah. Okay. Because I don't know if it went any better. Well, no, it, of course not. No. Okay, if you'll indulge me, can we I'll just go for it? Yeah. Okay. Try to make sense of this, because in my opinion, after watching it, it's like Kamala's got her talking points. Okay. And gosh dang it, if you try to get a question answered and get in the way of her talking points, she's going to get very irritated. And she's going to do her let me finish thing. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah, dude. It was like, it was a bit of a cat fight with Savannah Guthrie and and Kamala. And, And we'll get to most parts of this interview. Just a little chunk about Russia here. Russia will be held accountable if it invades, and it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion, and then we end up having to fight about what to do and what not so, to do. So, yeah, explain it. Did the president essentially give the green light to Vladimir Putin to take a piece of Ukraine, to take a bite out of Ukraine? Okay, how would you answer that question? You're on the Today Show right now, David. you got some political savvy. Mm-hmm. It would be a definite sort of thing, right? It would be, listen, if Putin steps one foot inside Ukraine and we determine that that's an aggressive action, we and our NATO partners are going to take action immediately to dissuade him from going any further. How does Kamala answer that? So, Savannah, first of all, I will tell you that I, every morning, start my morning and my day reading the Presidential Daily Brief, the PDB. Here comes the resume (laughs) again. it's, It's the PDB, you know. 
Right. She's yeah. going to try to give herself some cred. She's down with PDB. Right. By the way, if we can keep count also, I want to get out a sheet of paper here. Okay. How many times she says in this interview, I will tell you, and um, severe costs. Okay. Which contains classified information about threats to our national security and hotspots around the world. I am often in the Situation Room with the leaders of our military and our intelligence community and, of course, the President of the United States. And on the subject of Ukraine, I will tell you that the President has been very clear and we as the United States are very clear. If Putin takes aggressive action, we are prepared to levy serious and severe costs. Period. And I will tell you that part of the, the posture that we have taken is grounded in the respect and the value we place in sovereignty and territorial integrity. And and in particular- you know, this is great because, David, you haven't heard this part yet, right? No, I haven't. No. So as you're hearing it, as soon as your eyes started to roll, that's actually when Savannah jumps in. Because I get the feeling she was actually doing the same thing. Right. Like, okay, all right, we, we get it. You're there. You should be. You're the vice president. <laughs> Answer the freaking question. Integrity, and in Vice particular in this case, I'm sorry the sovereignty interrupt. and territorial yeah. integrity of Ukraine. Of course. And, and I'm we so are sorry very to but it is, had... it is less than clear because 30 minutes after the news conference, the White House press secretary had to actually clarify the president's remarks. Savannah, I'm being clear with you right now. Yes, okay. And, and, and so if you're interested, I'll continue to be clear, oh, which is that we, we have had direct conversations <laughs> through various levels of diplomacy with Putin, with Russia, and most importantly, with our allies and partners, including our NATO allies and partners. We are clear and have been clear for quite some time. Again, she just disproved you being clear. But once she's on the talking points, that's trying to reprogram a robot. You just repeat the talking points. Yes. That's it. That our first approach and priority and, 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 and preference uh-huh. is that these issues could be resolved diplomatically. We have really? also been clear and continue to be clear that if Russia takes aggressive action, What's that mean? it will be met with severe costs. It's aggressive Period. action, just to be, let's be clear, because yes. there are 100,000 Russian troops amassed at the border with uh-huh. Ukraine, and people mm-hmm. there are hanging on the president's every word. Is there any amount of land that Russia could take that the president would allow, turn a blind eye to, not issue those, quote, severe sanctions he's been threatening for that massive full-scale invasion? Okay. David, you come from the news background. Yeah. So you could talk me off this ledge. Okay. It seems like Savannah asked a pretty good question there. No, that is. That's very specific, targeted. Hey, what are you willing to give up? Because Biden did say, you know, if it's a minor incursion into Ukraine, uh, then maybe we'd have to talk. There might be some wiggle room. So that's a very pointed, specific, direct question. Yeah. I'm picking it up right there. Go. Our interpretation of any country, in this case Russia and Vladimir Putin, denying or violating the sovereignty and territorial integrity of Ukraine will be interpreted as aggressive action, and it will be met with a cost, a severe cost, period. See, she got off the talking point and said cost. Uh, No, a severe Severe cost. cost. Here's number three for that one. Okay. Follow-up question? The president said yesterday, among other things, that he thinks that Putin probably will invade Ukraine. Later he said he wasn't sure, but he said he probably will go in. 
Is that for all intents and purposes acknowledging that this threat of severe sanctions that the administration has made is having no effect on Putin, that he's actually not deterred by it? That's really good, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Is that proof positive that uh, Vladimir Putin is going to be slap you and you're just going to say, thank you, sir, may I have another? Yes. Absolutely. So here's the thing. I, I get at least my thought is Kamala's thinking friendly fire. Oh, these are real questions. And now this begs her to get off the talking points. What is she going to do? Well, I, I'm not going to psychoanalyze uh, President Putin of Russia, but I will tell you this. <laughs> it is this. clear to us that, that the, the decision is probably in his hands. It's probably. In, of course it is. <laughs> And we are prepared to take appropriate action based on whatever he decides to do. The president also openly talked about division within NATO countries and NATO <laughs> allies about what to do in the event uh-huh. of a Russian incursion. How damaging is that when the, the message that's being preached overseas at this moment by our secretary of state and others is that NATO stands united? <laughs> She was doing her job today. Oh, boy. It's almost like cause for celebration. Yeah. And could you imagine that, though, this whole thing of like, well, I'm not going to psychoanalyze. It's like <laughs> yeah. a post-game press conference. Hey, coach, the other team got 200 yards running it straight up the middle. Is this proof <laughs> that maybe your front line needs a little bit of work? Listen, I'm not going to psychoanalyze the other team, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> and their strategy. I'm not going to okay. guess why they were able to do that. Yeah. All right. A little bit of this answer, and I know we got to move on to the stuff. I will tell you, and I think your audience knows, Joe Biden has been working as the former head of of foreign relations and as the former vice president and a senator in a role of leadership on foreign policy for years. One of the things he values most is direct and consistent communication with our allies and partners around the world. And in the year that I have been here as vice president, I have witnessed him continuously engaged in direct and honest conversations. And she just goes on, and that's it, with our allies. Even though he said they were split. I mean, it's like damage control, and then it gets worse, as you probably figured it would. Okay. Guess what? I think YouTube, Twitter may have to shut down the country of Australia. It seemed like they were all on the same side as far as COVID, right? Lockdowns, Mm -hmm. no freedom, just total insanity. Except, watch out, uh, the TGA in Australia, the Therapeutic Goods Administration, um, has reported cases of myocarditis and pericarditis after some Pfizer and Moderna boosters. Okay, so that's out there now. A lot of times you report that sort of stuff, you're going to get slammed down. Um, also, as far as Israel goes, you maybe have seen the story that if you get that fourth vaccine, mm-hmm. the second booster, well, they say now that that is not as good protecting you from Omicron. It, it just doesn't do the job. But if you had natural immunity, it would do, what was it, 15 times better, 13 times better, something like that. So they may get canceled as well. Just throwing it out there. And and their doctor, um, the what, what was that guy's name? He's the member of the um, advisory board in Israel. 
Um, Sarah Cohen, yes, big advisor. Um, and he was asked this question. I thought this was very interesting. Are you now of the view that vaccine passports should be got rid of, phased out, because they're no longer relevant in the Omicron era? I, I, yeah, I tend to think so. Even even if the Omicron actually is causing a lot of, uh, you know, breakthrough, uh, not breakthrough infection, but reinfections, you know, people that were vaccinated and, you know, secondary infections, et cetera, et cetera, we have to take into account that still the virus is better at immunizing than the vaccine. Oh, boy. Okay, kick him off Twitter. I know he's one of the leading experts, but he just said natural immunity better than the vaccine. Uh, can't have that. Just not going to do that. Can't do it. Um, David, anytime I see a story on Alec Baldwin, I want to go ahead and grab it. I didn't know if you had already seen this one. Mm-hmm. You had or had not? I, I, I have. I've seen the headline. I have not dug into the details yeah, of this Yeah, me story. too. I have not dug so into this the details of it either. From- this is separate from him killing a woman in cold blood, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. It is. Um, Alec Baldwin um, is being said that had harassed a military family. And you're like, okay, hold on a second. What, what are we even talking about here? Harassed? You know, with everything else going on, would he actually go ahead and do something like that? That it doesn't seem like that would be a smart move Um at all. But the story is that Alec Baldwin is being sued by the family of Riley McCollum, one of the Marines killed last August during our whole debacle pull out of Afghanistan, right? Alec reached out to McCollum's sister and through her donated $5,000 to McCollum's widow, which seems like a nice thing to do, right? Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. But then. He saw a picture of the sister at the Washington Monument on January 6th of last year. Oh, my gosh. So Alex said, you're one of the writers. She said, no, I was there to legally protest. Didn't participate. I didn't even go to the Capitol. And she also told Alex she'd been interviewed by the FBI and cleared, but he wasn't buying it. So he posted the photo. After that happened, His social media followers went nuts, started harassing the family. That's what we know right now. What a garbage human being he is. So they're suing him for defamation, negligence, intentional infliction of emotional distress, and more. He always asked for the moon, right? They're asking for $25 million. I hope they get every penny. Although, I don't know, law enforcement might seize his assets here after they charge him with murder. Very you, know, true. you know if you post that, and she's saying, listen, I've been cleared. I was there for the protest. Uh, but just because she was there, I'll right. bet you anything. Exactly. He's like, oh, no. Jackass. We're going to let everybody know this. Yep. Biden said, I have no idea why people worry about my cognitive fitness. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> That's next. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, it's been a year. It's been something. 
And Joe Biden really said, I have no idea why people worry about my cognitive fitness. Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. James Rosen from Newsmax asked uh, Joe Biden about, well, Joe Biden's obvious mental decline. Hmm. Why do you suppose such large segments of the American electorate have come to harbor such profound concerns about your cognitive fitness? Thank you. I have no idea. No idea. None whatsoever. Now, he probably doesn't. That's the thing. Because in his mind, he's the most eloquent president to ever exist, I think. Because he's thinking things, and he's thinking he's making sense. And for the rest of us who are trying to understand him, uh, well, it's not. it doesn't go so well. well. No. I mean, that one clip that you played, my goodness gracious. I don't know how he could answer that question that way after what he had just said before with the other question that he never addressed. It's crazy. And that wasn't the only part. I mean, Because it's not sufficient that we just have this country not have the virus or be able to control the virus, but that we can't build a wall high enough to keep a new variant out. Not have, you know, mm-hmm. you know the thing. Yeah. You know all of that. I mean... There's a reason why they don't send him out very often. Yeah. And it seems like every time they have, David, you said stop doing it because of our standing in the world. Oh, yeah. It's it's not about him as a human being because I think he's a loathsome human being and has been for quite some time. Now he's just senile on top of it. Um, but it's for the sake of the country. I do believe he should be kept under wraps. Don't let listen. He's not he's not going to win reelection. Uh, he may not even run for re-election. Yeah, you're going to hear people whining about how he's not doing press conferences or whatever. Don't worry about it. For the good of the country, don't let that man outside. But he's outperformed the expectation. No, he hasn't. Did you overpromise to the American public what you could achieve in your first year in office? And how do you plan to course correct going forward? Why are you such an optimist? Look, I didn't overpromise. And what I have probably uh, outperformed what anybody thought would happen. No, no, <laughs> no. no. Wow! Now he's going on the road. He's taking that show on the road. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Yeah. Oh, on a lighter note, um, and David had mentioned this earlier. Oscar Meyer is selling a baloney-inspired face mask. My face mask has a it's first not, name. It's O-S-C-A-R. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a pandemic-style mask. It's like to moisturize your skin. It's pink, sliced like bologna. Like if kids, you know, took a bite out of a bologna and there's a hole in it, that's what it looks like. For your uh, nose? And for your whole face. <laughs> bologna face. Barkley <laughs> Van Camp and Robin show. My goodness. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, it's been a tough year for the current administration. 
No, it Yesterday hasn't. was its own debacle. No, it hasn't. Mm. He's outperformed the expectations. I heard him say it. Okay. Someone that's delusional may say whatever they want. We all know what's going on. Look at independence and their approval of Joe Biden. Because I know, hey, man, Democrats are going to blame Republicans. It goes back and forth. You look at independence. Yeah. Look at what they think of what's happened to this country in a year. Mm-hmm. They're like, no more of this. Big mistake there. Well, uh, yep. And, you know, it probably is not helpful for some of us to say you tried to tell you. I freaking tried to tell you. <laughs> okay, I said it. Anyway, yeah. um, good thing Kamala went out there for a little damage control yeah. this morning on NBC after the debacle with Biden yesterday afternoon. Yeah, see, it... it it really wasn't good, though. When you have somebody who's not a great communicator trying to clean up somebody who's an even worse communicator, it's still bad comms. You're still not going to be able to polish this turd, all right? No. You but, know, Pence could do some really good things. If Trump got out of line on something, they'd send Pence yeah. out there the next day. I, I think what right. President Trump meant to say is this. And I understand. And I'm standing shoulder to shoulder with him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't that vice president, though. Uh Uh-uh. No. So President Biden yesterday, one of the things he made news about uh, was he said there was a good chance the elections coming up this year won't be legitimate because his federal takeover of elections isn't going to happen. So Vice President Kamala Harris was asked about that on the Today Show. She gave a bunch of McGurkin and then was interrupted by the host, Savannah Guthrie. Yes, McGurkin meaning, Scott. You coined it. Well, I mean, you know what McGurkin is. McGurkin is, it's English. It reads left to right. The words uh, singularly, you completely understand. But out of the pie hole of some of these jackholes, you have no idea what they just said. It's like talking points in a way, I guess. But... And, and none of it makes any sense. And usually the question has nothing to do with the answer. Here we go. Well, to the point, though, because so those we bills were debated, debated and it's, but it's, yeah, the, the, the bills it's, were debated it's, it's, and they didn't pass. If, so I, may finish, if, I'm, if I may course, finish, oh. but the specific question, if you don't mind, does he think now that these bills haven't been passed, that the 22 midterms won't be legitimate or fair or free? Let's not conflate issues. So what we are looking at and, and the topic of so much debate last night was that we as America cannot afford to allow this blatant erosion of our democracy and in particular the right of all Americans who are eligible to vote to have access to the ballot unfettered. God. I have great news for Kamala. Every American has that right. You know, you can sleep well at night. People can vote if they want to. Sure. No one's being stopped from voting. And they're selling that like it, like seriously, like, I'm sorry, black man, you get out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's not what's happening. Hey, lady, come here. You can't vote. Now, nobody's doing that. Nobody's done that. Is there anybody, David, that could vote? In 2016, 2020, and now won't be able to vote going forward if they were, you know, of legal age? That's a great question. Yeah, if you're eligible to vote, yeah. The eligibility requirements haven't changed to go cast a ballot. It's democracy is being eroded. Well, they talk about, oh, well, well, like the Georgia law. Oh, my gosh, they're getting rid of a bunch of drop boxes. They didn't have drop boxes before. I know. So... It's actually an expansion. It was the same thing in Texas 
where they were talking about how, oh, my gosh, you're you're limiting the amount of early voting that can go on. Well, that's not true either. They actually expanded it, but they did say, no, you can't do 24-hour voting, and no, you can't do drive-through voting. Well, uh, at least be honest then, Kamala, and say it was so much easier to ballot harvest in 2020, <laughs> right. and it was effective for us, and they're trying to take it away. It was easier to rig the game when we could do right. this. Yes. Uh, Part of what happened to Biden yesterday, and people have noticed this over time, after a while, he can get a little grumpy. Yeah. He can lose a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're saying he lost his cool a little bit yesterday, David? Yeah. Well, last week, remember, President Biden went out and said that anyone who didn't want to vote for a federal takeover of elections is in the same boat as segregationists. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> The White House has been trying to kind of clean that mess up and has been failing as usual. Now, during his I mean, press- even people like Dick Durbin was out there. Yeah, I think he went a step too far. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> during his press conference yesterday, though, he was asked about that and he lost his cool. Oh, but you said that they would be sort of in the, the same camp. No, uh, I didn't say that. Look what I said. Go back and read what I said Ooh. and tell me if you think I called. Anyone who voted on the side of the position taken by Bull Connor, that they were Bull Connor. Well, you did. And that is an interesting reading of English. You, you, I assume you got into, into journalism because you like to write. So did you expect that that would work with Senators Manchin or, or Cinema? Um, no, here's argument? the thing. There's certain things that are so consequential. All right, time have- <laughs> My gosh. Okay. Isn't that what he said a week ago? Yes. Yeah, it is. Exactly. That's You're going to be said. on one side or another. Or the other. And if you don't support this, you're on the other side. Mm-hmm. And now go back and look what I said! Listen, man, as you talked about earlier, David, I think it was Dana Bash. Don't You can't listen to what the president says. you got to know what he meant to say. Right. Well, Americans aren't mind readers. They're just going by what he said. Just like that kid. Can you imagine if your entire Journalist. life was built on that assumption? That you could say the most heinous, awful things, but it's not what you meant to say. It's what you were really thinking? Yeah, you said it, but you didn't really mean it that way. Well, that would be different. Then you get the translation. Here's what I meant to say, and here's Got what it. I really oh, said. Yeah, but there, but there is also a difference of, okay, it came out wrong. Right. Because mm-hmm. this well, would happen with Donald Trump all the time. Right. It, you yeah, know, he well, would say it came something out wrong versus this isn't what I said. Right. Or so, what I meant. Right. Like he would say something and then it would either get taken yeah. out of context or right. like, like the bleach thing. Right. That yeah. liberals love to say Trump told people to inject bleach. No, <laughs> no, he didn't. Again, as we said at the time, I have no idea what the hell the guy was trying to do. That guy got lost in a sentence in that moment. OK. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he didn't tell people to inject bleach. All right. That's like willfully interpreting it in the worst possible faith. This is now Joe Biden trying to say, I didn't say what I said. Said. Right. Right. I don't know if we have time to go back to this real quick. Here's one thing every senator, every American should remember. Okay. History has never been kind to those who've sided with voter suppression over voters' rights. And it'll be even less kind for those who side with election subversion. So I ask every elected official in America, how do you want to be remembered? At consequential moments in history, 
They present a choice. Again, this was a week ago. Do you want to be the side, on the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be on the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? This is the moment to decide, to defend our elections, to defend our democracy. That's pretty clear to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he's getting all his diaper in a bunch there. Anyway, he goes on. You have to speak from your heart as well as your head. I was speaking out forcefully on what I think to be at stake. That's what it is. And by the way, no one, no one forgets who was on the side of King or verse on or Bull Connor. No one not done that. The history books will note it. And when I was making the case, don't think this is a freebie. You don't get to vote this way and then somehow it goes away. This will be stick with you the rest of your career and long after you're gone. So I don't go read what I said. That's not what I said. But I, I'm going to say it now again. again. I'm say it Holy again. smokes. Yeah. That dude is twisted up in knots in his head. Holy smokes, man. That's something. And tell me if you think I called anyone who voted on the side of the position taken by Bull Connor that they were Bull Connor. Yes, you're saying they're racist. That's what you're getting at. I'm I'm also trying to diagram that sentence. Yeah, me too a little bit. You tell me if I ever called anyone who was on the side of Bull Connor, Bull Connor. I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Did I hear that right? Yeah, I think you did. That in and of itself cancels one out, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You voted on the side of Bull Connor, but you're not Bull Connor. Not Bull Connor. If we're going to try to get into something this complex as to decode what the heck he's trying to say, we might as well go quantum physics the rest of the show. <laughs> it's going to be helpless. Okay, let's get to one more clip from this. He talked about schools being closed. Yeah, well, whether or not school closures would wind up being beneficial to Republicans in the midterms. He went on for about four minutes, and I know we've covered some of it, but uh, here's another part of it. Okay, go ahead and roll it. Here we go. A lot of the speculation in the polling data shows that the um, that the uh, cables are heading south. Excuse me. I'm sorry. What was that? That the uh, cables are heading south. The cables. They're losing viewership. No. Well, Fox is okay for a while, but it's not gaining. And a lot of the rest are predicted to be not very much in the, in the mix in the next four to five years. I don't know whether that's true or not. But what in the hell? Uh, okay, now wait, that? Cable, cable news outlets. Yeah. For a second, I'm like, is a cable a type of bird I don't know of that goes south for the winter? <laughs> what the heck is he talking about? Cable's and, going south. And what? now we observe the majestic migration of the cable <laughs> as it heads south for the winter. <laughs> I did. I'm like, what is a cable? What's he talking about? Oh, Fox. You're talking about cable news. Many Christmas. What was the point he was making about cable news? What was that, by well, the way? I, there's a little bit of the clip left. I mean, what is it? I, well, But I do know yeah. that we have sort of uh, put everybody in, put themselves in certain alleys. And they decided that 
you know, how many people who watch MSNBC also watch Fox, other than they're a politician trying to find out what's going on in both places? How many people? People like that. Again, I'm no expert in any of this. But the fact is, I think you have to acknowledge that what gets covered now is necessarily a little bit different than what gets covered in the past. I've had a couple washington no so it's it if you no. have an opinion about your kids being locked out of school for a year or more mm-hmm. that's just your opinion on that is shaped by the network that you watch got it is heading south directional or turn of the phrase or i think that's a <laughs> turn of phrase there i think okay. you're saying that I, ratings are going down okay or viewership numbers are going down. Golly. Uh, yeah. Okay. There, there's more to unpack uh, from all of this. Oh, oh. Uh, just a real quick story. Speaking of ratings, people are wondering, what are the ratings going to be like for the Olympics? Beijing. You know NBC Sports is not actually going to be sending the announcers there. They'll be calling it remote. Oh, my God. Yeah, we got to get to that later, too. And the NCAA, full of cowards. That's coming up next. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, do you want to switch the lineup real quick? We knew this was yeah. going to be coming out. I saw the story. I was already disappointed, and I figured it would be hard to take. It doesn't disappoint, does it? No, it does not. Uh, Tom Hanks. That Tom Hanks has uh, cut an ad for the Biden inaugural committee to commem- uh, commemorate one year since Joe Biden became the president of the United States. Tom Hanks, man, come on. I knew you were a liberal, but really? Gosh dang it. The well, fun- you know, the country's divided. You know, people have different opinions. Most people, when you look at the polling, like Tom Hanks. Yeah. My problem with him doing this more than anything is I'm afraid he's going to lie through his teeth. Yeah, and he, and he is. Because he's supposed to talk about all the great things Biden's done, right? Yes. Um, so well, is this a ten-second ad? <laughs> I was just gonna say. No, it's it's two minutes, and we can jump oh around uh, oh, a little go bit. Go ahead. Here we go. America is the home of the brave. It's why we keep getting up, no matter how many times we get knocked down. Like with our economy, it isn't all the way back, but it's getting stronger. We may be entering year three of a pandemic none of us wanted or expected. But we're moving. I was the first person to get the vaccine in the whole country. And now, how many people are vaccinated? Over 200 million, right? That's what keeps me going, that I can feel it the change. Didn't slow the spread. No. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> okay. Oh, you want more? We're still setting records, but, yeah, we, we got the vaccine. That's mm-hmm. the good news. Yeah. Still a record number of deaths. Go ahead. Feel the change. 
Restaurants have opened their doors. Shops and businesses are buzzing Some again close all forever. over the country. More jobs were created in 2021 than in any year in the last 80 years. Yeah, go ahead. That That's actually not true. No, job, it's not. Job replacement is not the same as job creation. Thank exactly. You. There's not a single new job that's been added to the roster in terms of when you compare year to year what was lost because of the pandemic. So recovery is a great thing. Recovering those jobs that were lost is objectively great. And you can thank guys like Texas Governor Greg Abbott or the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, for these types of numbers, because that's not happening in places run by Democrats. Thank you. Not at the same level. Anyway, go ahead, Tom. You freaking fraud. We are stronger than we were a year ago today. We're bringing on new drivers. And then there's a a testimonial from a a UPS driver. Why didn't they go with the USPS, just for the record? (laughs) They go with uh, 30,000 or 300,000 jobs that we need in the trucking industry. Right. That they're going to make it tougher on in the coming weeks. Yes, yes. Yeah, anyway... uh, Go on. Do we have the stupid is stupid does, sir? Oh, sorry. That that just came. Was that in me. there? No. Oh, no. that would have been cool. Our transit systems and the jobs. That's what this administration has been doing. From <laughs> our toughest times, America yeah. has always built a brighter future. Yes, we are brave, brave enough to see the light and be the light we need to rebuild this country. We're strong. That's what our allies in Afghanistan say. We are resilient. We are America. Land of the brave. I've long said it's never been a good bet to bet against America. And that's more true today than ever. I've never been more optimistic about America's future. There's nothing beyond our capacity if we do it together. <laughs> and if you don't agree with me, but, you're but racist. But if you don't agree with me, you're Bull Connor. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, what what is going on? What is going on? <laughs> I, How much I, did they pay him a gobs of money for I, that? He didn't need the money. I, I need to point out here that the Simpsons has already done this. By the way, you said that earlier. Tom Hanks was had a cameo in the Simpsons movie back in two thousand seven, and it is prescient, man. This is this is from that cameo. Ah, hello, okay. I'm Tom Hanks. The U.S. government has lost its credibility, so it's borrowing some of mine. <laughs> and that's something. That is incredible. Isn't that something? Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Great memory on that, David. No kidding, David. David with the save on that one, because that was awesome. Man, oh, man. Yeah, everything is good. Tom Hanks sees it, man. Race relations, never been better. Sorry I had a fight in the middle of your Black Panther party. <laughs> you know, things are going fantastic. Gosh, dang. Well, he knows all about having conversations with inanimate objects. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Wilson. Yes. Right. Yes. Biological males swimming against women. And there's an update on that straight ahead. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley here at the Gen Xer. The Millennials, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins, the baby boomer. 
What is the story, David? We've talked about Biden in that press conference a lot today. And yeah. Kamala, that. There was a story from NBC News talking about parents. It, it made me laugh out loud that this is the new panic now because it's the next... It's the next move from conservatives who want to crack down on conversations about race. That's how they're framing it. What it is, is you've got a lot of uh, conservative and Republican governors and state legislatures who are getting ready to enact pretty strict uh, curriculum transparency laws. Awesome. Which is great, well, right? You, overdue. You say, okay, yeah. If you if whatever you're teaching your kid, you you got to be able to have that accessible to parents, which I don't understand why that could possibly be a bad thing unless you have something to hide, right? Uh, But here's how NBC News frames it. Um, Lawmakers in at least 12 states have introduced legislation to require schools to post lists of all their teaching materials online. The governors of Arizona, Florida, and Iowa, who have previously raised concerns about how teachers discuss racism's impact on politics and society... (laughs) called for curriculum transparency laws in speeches to their legislatures this month. They say that free speech, get this, free speech activists are worried that this will lead to censorship. (laughs) Now try to wrap your head around that. Conservatives have been censored like crazy over the past few years, especially in the last year and a half. But it's not even about, it's not even about censorship. It's okay. We're paying for those materials to be provided to students in schools. Yes, we pay for it. We ought to know what it is. and if We're enough- responsible for what is being taught to kids, right. not the government. That's not hard to get. That's the way at least it used to be. That's the way it should be. That's the way it's got to be. But people on the left don't see it that way. Like we can't trust the parents. They don't think like we do. We got to indoctrinate. The, I mean, we got to teach these kids. Well, yeah, because this what is we like think anything is. else, right? I mean, why did cigarette companies target kids to get into your brain when you're young? Sure, because it's easy to do. Same thing That's with why booze kids and every other bad habit. Yes. So if you can get to them when they're young, completely brainwash them. Here's the other thing that you're getting the sense of, especially with people say, David, uh, you're being 35, say 30, younger, and maybe as a millennial, you'll understand what I'm getting at here. Mm-hmm. Take Robbins, a boomer. Okay. It's almost like the attitude of someone in their 20s would be, you know, they never taught someone like Scott about racism in school. Mm-hmm. They didn't teach about slavery, mm-hmm. or Jim Crow, or anything else. Yeah. It was it was finally th- that was starting to be taught, and now racists across the country want to stop that from happening. Right. I think that's actually the belief of some people in their twenties. You know, Jamie. Oh, in my day, but in the Is small town school that I went to, um, I thought racist was the starter at the race that went on. <laughs> I had no idea. I never heard the term before. Yeah. Didn't know what it meant. But you knew about slavery. Of course I knew about slavery. Of course I knew what a racist was. Those were heavy words. Yeah. They don't mean anything now. No, Anytime but, you disagree with someone, you're a racist. That's But that's my it. point is people think yeah. that there was an entire generation not, not true. No, of course that not. wasn't taught how evil slavery no. was right. and the history of the country and all of the nasty things that America has done. Yeah. yeah. 
we learned about Nazis. We world learned about World War II. Of we course. learned about the Civil War. We learned about those things, even back in the days when I had to take a horse and wagon to, <laughs> to school. Even then you did. Yeah, one-room schoolhouse, lit by kerosene. <laughs> yes, I learned about it. You graduated in the 70s. Yeah, I did. But anyway, still, I mean, gosh 1870s. Dang. <laughs> it's a joke. Abe Lincoln. But that's pretty crazy where that's at right now. Yes. But you're but, right, though, yeah. But it's terrible the conservatives want transparency in school. I bet it is for them. Because during the pandemic, parents got to see more than ever. And some of that was leaked stuff from Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> and... You know, emails that got leaked of teachers with other teachers. Yeah, because parents are going to know what we're trying to teach. You're like, holy smokes, this is really going on. You work for us. You work for us. Yeah. Not the other way around here. That memo needs to be handed yeah, back out. And, and as your employer, I would kind of like to know what it is that's going on inside what I support with my money. Meanwhile, Biden talked about schools yeah. yesterday. Right? Uh, yeah, he was, uh, well, there are still some pretty big school districts around the country that have been going back and forth on uh, remote learning. I mean, Chicago was a very obvious example of this. I think Fairfax, Virginia, I mean, it's it's like you had some, you had snow days, obviously, and then you had multiple days off, and then you had a holiday weekend, and one parent uh, I saw commenting online was like, no, we are not back. In-person education right now. This is ridiculous. Now, he was asked, President Biden was, for his thoughts on this and what his administration can do to fight the massive amount of learning loss we've got going on. Do we get the whisper here? Very few schools are closing. Over 95% are still open. So you all phrase the questions when people, I don't think it's deliberate on your part, but you phrase the question when anybody watches us on television, my God, there must be all those schools must be closing. What are we going to do? 95% are still open, number one. Number two, Okay. the idea that parents don't think it's important for their children to be in school, and teachers know it as well, that's why we made sure that we had the ability to provide the funding Time out. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no. I mean, why should I be confused by that? <laughs> I'm stopping like we're listening to someone that's coherent. I know, okay. Right. Through the Recovery Act, through the act that we, the, the, the first act we passed, to be able to make sure schools were able to be safe. They so, were. They were before. You didn't need to do anything. So we have new ventilation systems available for them. We have nope. the way they handle, they scrub down laboratories. And, and I mean, the laboratories kids go to to go to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> as a laboratory? As opposed to the laboratory La- that you laboratory. go to eat yeah. lunch. Yeah. yeah, the whiz lab. Yeah. <laughs> they got Bunsen burners and beakers in there <laughs> in the laboratory. <laughs> But didn't we learn pretty early on that, that wasn't going to spread the COVID anyway? No. But we've done it. Uh, cafeterias, buses, et cetera. That, all that money's there. There's billions of dollars made available. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Gosh, of course, it doesn't make any sense. I would like to see a definitive list on how many schools have actually gotten upgraded ventilation mm-hmm. systems. Yeah, me too. I would really love to see that. Honestly, I'm not trying for a gotcha. It may be a lot, but uh, I know people in public education. I know people who are both parents and teachers, and they haven't seen squat. No. 
if you had to bet, wouldn't you say less than 5%? Probably. And that's probably the 5% that are still closed. <laughs> right. All right, switching gears. The NCAA came out with a strong ruling. <laughs> no, they don't. No, These cowards. So there's been a lot of talk, obviously, about uh, Penn's uh, swimmer, Leah Thomas, who is uh, a man who is identifying as a woman, and he's competing against women in college swimming, and he's blowing a lot of these ladies out of the pool. Some records, yes. I mean, there have been some records broken, and so there's a lot of people saying, hey, what do we do about this? I mean, uh, now the common sense thing would be, no, if you are biologically a man, if you are physically a man, it doesn't matter how much testosterone you have coursing through your veins. Um, you're bigger and potentially stronger than a lot of female athletes, with everything else being equal, right? With everybody being uh, a top-tier athlete. Yeah, top-tier male athletes tend to be bigger, faster, and stronger than top-tier female athletes. You're doing a great job of explaining that. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, it's insane that it has to be explained. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So the NCAA now, under a lot of pressure... Uh, And what they did is they ruled, we're going to change our approach to this. Individual sports governing bodies have to uh, deal with it. (laughs) Take it on down the road, baby. If you're you're a swimmer, then whatever organization heads up the league that you're in, they're going to have to make that decision. Uh, The governing body of, I don't know, fencing or football or basketball Mm. or whatever, it's up to them the NCAA is just kind of saying, we don't want any part of this because we're afraid to take the obvious stance, the right stance, which is no boys in the girls' pool. Come on. Yeah. But it'll go to, what, the Olympic swimming committee yeah. from the United States. Yeah. It, Basically, yeah. If there's no governing body, they'll use the Olympic standard. And again, so we could go through the whole thing again and talk about gender dysphoria and it's a very difficult situation for the person involved. It's complex in that way. But the issue itself is not complex. There are men and women, period, the end. And enough people need to stand up and say that. We did have the audio the other day with Michael Phelps, most decorated swimmer of all time, trying to say, yeah, it's got to be an even playing field. But You could tell he did not want to make waves. Some people thought, well, yes, he stood up, you know, for the rights of women and say, no, we can't have this. Well, like so many people, you, you don't want to offend. People got to tell the truth. This is insanity, period, the end. We're not going to have it anymore. You know, and you brought this up, David. It was on Dr. Phil yesterday. Oh, man, I saw yeah. this. Yeah. Holy cow. Uh, the Daily Wire's Matt Walsh went on Dr. Phil. The discussion was about transgender ideology. Uh, it was him and two non-binary people, which, come on, anyway, that's not a real thing, uh, including one person who looked like a woman, but he or she or they or whatever had a beard. She was Lola. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's the person who thinks Matt Walsh is the crazy one because his yep. definition of woman is woman. Right. This is a pretty... Good exchange. So I'm trying to understand. Your definition is that a woman is someone who is female, you said, right? Correct. Is a biological female. So what happens if we have maybe someone who is female, identifies as a woman, right? You know, cisgender woman, right? As you explained, as you just explained, that maybe doesn't have the ability to reproduce. 
Maybe it doesn't have those organs that you're talking about that are reproductive organs. I have answered the question. You stood up here and said trans women are women. Yes. Tell me what you mean. What is a woman? Womanhood is something that, just as Ethan explained, I cannot define because I am not but myself. But you used well, the word. Well, so what did you mean when you said trans women are women, if you don't know what it means? Right. So here's the thing. So I do not define what a woman is because I do not identify as a woman. Womanhood is something that is an umbrella term. It includes people that who... That describes what? <laughs> I'll just stop it there for a second. And that's it. What is a woman? That describes what? Right. Perfect. Perfect. There's no answer. People who identify as a woman. I identify as what? As a woman. What is that? Was to each their own. Okay. Each woman, each man, each person is going to have a different relation with their own gender identity and define it differently. And so I'm trans women are women too. Okay. To the liberal audience. You want to reduce women, you want to reduce, reduce, reduce men down to maybe just their genetics, our genitals, no. our chromosomes, right? That's what you're what saying. You want to do is that's what what, you, what you want to do is appropriate women. You want to appropriate womanhood okay. and turn it into basically a costume that could be worn. <laughs> and that's that's actually right. And I, that, that's the exact point that I think we had talked about when, oh, whatever their name is, who's the first female four-star admiral of whatever branch and uh, the person who used to head up uh, the health department in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Rachel Levine. That's, yeah. Uh and I, d- I didn't understand it because they said, well, first trans woman in that position at Health and Human Services, uh, but then also the first female uh, admiral of that particular branch. That doesn't make sense because if trans women are women, then you are actually just a woman, right? You can't be both. Correct. Can't be both. Well. No, so this is theory, something you can't people have known for thousands right. of years. It's the animal kingdom. It's even the plant world. It's truth. It's either truth or it's not. A man is a man, a woman's a woman. That guy can't define it. Right. And yes, that's a dude. I don't know too many chicks with beards like that. Unless that was just like based on things. Good beard. No, that was that was uh, a real beard. Okay. Oh man. How many times do you have to message somebody before they want to date online? Did you see this story? And a news update straight ahead. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I want to play a piece of audio that I think and is going to lift your spirits. But I'll admit it's possible it could take you off because it's not here. It's Great Britain, Prime Minister Boris Johnson. As Biden yesterday was talking about mass, mass COVID, man. Yeah, yeah. Boris Johnson was saying something different. Yeah. And I mean, you think about lockdowns, Great Britain, a little crazy, as far as I'm concerned. Well, he's, but it's turning the corner. He's a bit wacky, too. 
But I think people liked what he had to say yesterday. Our scientists believe it is likely that the Omicron wave has now peaked nationally. From now on, the government is no longer asking people to work from home. And people should now speak to their employers about arrangements for returning to the office. And having looked at the data carefully, the cabinet concluded that once regulations lapse, the government will no longer mandate the wearing of face masks anywhere. Anywhere. Was that the QAnon shaman cheering in the background? Kind of sounded like him. It did a little bit. Mandate the wearing of face masks anywhere. It did. This is what happens when you get caught throwing a booze party unmasked. (laughs) (laughs) Like he did? All of a sudden, things shift, yes. Whatever it takes, man. Right, I agree. Whatever it takes. Meanwhile, what, Fauci? We want to make sure people keep their masks on. I think the (laughs) idea of taking masks off, in my mind, is, is really not something we should even be considering. Why? The cloth mask doesn't do any good. By the time... People get their free mask through the mail, and I know you got yours ordered, Scott. No, I got my test ordered. Oh, the test, that's right. Yeah. The masks come later. Yeah. The, the thing, dude, it's going to be done. I had a dude send me a picture that he uh, sent off for one yesterday under the name of Dirk McGurkin. <laughs> one of your favorite names of all yes, time. Yes, of all time. So Dirk McGurkin is going to get four free tests in the mail. That's fantastic. News update real quick, David Van Camp. Oh, well, I don't know if you've heard about this, but M&M characters are being redesigned for a more dynamic, progressive world. Oh, my God. <laughs> M&Ms? Yeah. Not in your mouth, not in your hand, M&Ms? Yes. They, they need to be redesigned. So I'll just go ahead and farm out this line to uh, Margot Cleveland. She writes for the uh, Washington Examiner, I think, in the Federalist uh, National Review. It's uh, breaking news. Peanut M&Ms will now ha- now be allowed to identify as plain M&Ms without having to relinquish their nuts. <laughs> what did they, they change it? We don't have time for this. This is insane. This is the Mark Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Trying to make sense of what we heard from our leaders yesterday um, as far as Russia and Ukraine, uh, COVID, um, voting, the so-called voting rights bill, which went down in flames, was never a voting rights bill. Trying to let the feds take over all elections. But Kamala Harris today said, what about voting david well now says the white house is going to overturn state election laws via executive order now that the election takeover bills have failed this was on cbs today oh she was on cbs too huh 
Okay. Well, what we will do is we will keep fighting to get the legislation passed because that is critical. So we are not giving up on that. And then it is a matter of continuing to do the work of executive orders, doing the work through the Department of Justice, which has been litigating these cases in the various states because we believe that they are a violation of the spirit of the Constitution of the United States. It is going to be about continuing to elevate this conversation because, Gail, frankly, you'd be surprised how many people in the, the burden of everyday life are unaware of what's happening in these states, but when they become aware of laws that make it illegal to give people food and water if they're standing in line, they're outraged. If they really knew what was going on, Those you would never people. be in the position they you're in. They were smart as we were. Oh, my We've got goodness. to educate these dopes. We've <laughs> got to do it. On things that aren't true. I know. Yes, we need to educate these dopes on things that aren't true. So it's so frustrating to us. I just wish you would say it. We have the whole Democratic Party. We have big tech. We have legacy media all throwing the same propaganda at people, but they're not buying it. It's not cutting through. How is that possible? Because that's what's going on. Meanwhile, Biden is trying to clear up any confusion when it comes to Russia invading Ukraine. Right. I don't think he did very well on that task. No. Well, he, he apparently Russia has the green light to invade Ukraine. As long as they only invade just a little bit. What? Just a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just okay. a tiny bit. All right. We're in a situation where uh, Vladimir Putin uh, is about to, uh, we've had very frank discussions, uh, Vladimir Putin and I, and uh, the idea that NATO is not going to be united, I don't buy. I've spoken to every major NATO leader. We've had the NATO-Russian summit. We've had other, the OSCE has met, et cetera. And so I think what you're going to see is that Russia will be held accountable if it invades. And it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having to fight about what to do and not do, et cetera. So we're all united unless they just take a little sample of Ukraine. What does that mean? Is there like a mileage thing in there? If they go like two miles in, a uh, minor incursion, not a big deal. I, I mean, I don't know what that yeah. means. What would that mean if it was your house? Well, the president, yeah, right. <laughs> we're, we're just going to take the entryway, guys. Okay, okay. You're well, coming then, through the front door. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> and even though I'm locked and loaded, I'm not going to act on that. No, no. Okay, you want to take a few of those... Like stupid old paintings that are 15 years old right down there that belong to the wife that I never really liked anyway. That's fine. Okay. You go down to the man cave, we might have some problems. If you take one of the dogs. <laughs> you can't do that. No. All right, but I'll... we're not quite sure what it means. You you can have the half bath, all right? But but the master the master bath is mine, all right? Got it. Well, it, this was running in circles this morning on the Today Show with Savannah and Kamala. And then Savannah tried to sort of get a straight answer from Kamala again. This is like the fourth time she's pressed Kamala on the Russia-Ukraine thing. I know the White House tried to clarify it uh, and clean it up afterwards, but was the damage done? You can't unring the bell. Is Vladimir Putin likely to listen to a later statement from the White House press secretary or the words of President Biden? That's a pretty good question. Yeah, I agree. I almost get more and more irritated with that interview. I will repeat myself. 
and I'm Vice President of the United States, oh, and the President and I work closely together, and I know his position because he has been consistent in that regard. If Vladimir Putin and Russia takes aggressive action, it will be met with a cost that will be severe. She said severe cost many times. She said, I will tell you many times. We still don't know exactly what it means. Because we don't know if that means invade a little bit, a lot. And I'm vice president of the United States. Of course you are. Here's my card. Here's my business card. Kamala Harris, vice president of the United States. <laughs> as soon as that ran this morning, I got a text from a buddy of mine. Like, you know how insecure she is to state that again? That Exactly. I felt the same way. Yeah. Got to constantly roll that resume by people, don't you? And you got to tell them you were in the situation room with the president. And then you have world leaders calling you and talking to you. I would assume so. You are the vice president. I mean, you're a laughing stock here, but I would imagine you're at least doing parts of the job. You got to tell people that. She had to tell Char- Charlemagne the God. Yeah. That dude. Remember? And my name is Kamala Harris. Oh, yeah. I think he knows. He's interviewed you like four times. And I'm the vice president. Okay. <laughs> I <laughs> don't think you're getting any more credibility because of that. Oh, and, and this was slammed all over the place. Uh, not surprised. Not at all. Um, David, I saw this story and saw some of the footage. This was crazy. The story of the reporter getting hit by a car during a live shot. Oh, and my gosh. kept going. What? Yeah. Yes. The reporter in West Virginia, she's actually taking a job in Pittsburgh uh, in the next couple of weeks, I think. So it's like her last week on the job, and she gets hit by a car during a live shot. Holy uh, smokes. Tori Yorgi's her name. She was out covering a water main break in Dunbar, West Virginia, for WSAZ. And so here's sort of the back and forth, starting with the anchor back in the studio while she's out in the cold. Okay. And now we're starting to experience, unfortunately, in freeze-thaw, we see this, water main breaks. I just got hit by a car, but I'm okay. I just got hit by a car, and I'm okay. Listen, dude, watching it, were you surprised she was, like, as okay as she was, David? A little bit, because that car's just sort of, it's not going fast or anything, but it's going fast enough to knock her down, and it clips her a little bit. Yeah, like sideswipe a little yeah. bit. Jeez. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. I just got hit by a car, but I'm well, okay, Tim. That's the first um, I'm okay. TV, Jory. Woo! We're all good. I'm okay. Yeah, you know, that's live TV for you. It's all good. I actually got hit by a car in college, too, just like that. Wow. I am so glad I'm okay. Yeah. You're okay. You're okay. We're all good. This is, uh... Oh. You know what? It's, uh, one sure woman okay, We're good, Tim. We're good. We're good. Seriously, because then they mentioned it later. She got to set up her own camera. Yeah. It used to be whenever a reporter would go out, there'd be a camera person yeah. that's taking the shot. They got to set up their own cameras now. I can remember friends of mine in the industry having to do that when the money started running dry in that industry, mm-hmm. figuring, oh, these people can do it themselves. It sucked. That was a learning curve for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And so you can see where that would happen. I mean, if there's a camera guy there, they're like, hey, watch out. You're getting, you're getting too close over there. I like the way helmet head anchor doesn't break character either. No. Are you okay, Tori? 
Well, honestly, if you go back, right, Tori? at first, he doesn't even seem concerned. I know, you he, does, but he does it in the anchorman voice, too. Well, he says, yeah. well, first time on live TV for that. First time on live TV for that. Isn't that what he said? Got hit by a car, but I'm okay. I just got hit by a car, but I'm well, okay, Tim. That's the first um, on okay. TV, Tori. Woo! We're all good. First way on TV, Tori. <laughs> what do you want to bet he doesn't really care for? Doesn't sound like it. No, it's <laughs> programmed. You think? Yeah, this, I mean, the emotionless sort of, you know, somebody just got hit by a car, one of your coworkers. Okay, I don't want to bring up names, but you and I know some of the same anchors. Yeah. If that happened, I don't see them well first for that. Tori. No, no, I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> but it's almost like a spoof, right? Well, you shouldn't yeah. have been standing there, Tori. <laughs> I don't know why they keep sending you out on these jobs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, I bet you'll be able to take those skills all all the way down to Pittsburgh, Tori. Just insanely <laughs> jealous. That's really what it is. Oh my gosh! No, oh, I, I going for hear, that next gig. Yeah, I did hear that the anchor actually couldn't see. Didn't like there was a monitor, but didn't see the actual collision, and oh, was okay. just hearing it. Okay, so didn't know that, would that explain she it. had been knocked down. That would explain it. Either that, okay. or he does hate her. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. She just broke it off with him last week. Oh, jeez. Stop it. All right. I'm going to ask this question. After that press conference with Biden yesterday, because when people are talking about what's going on, there's a number of concerns, obviously, the economy. It's also the whole COVID thing and Omicron. And what does this mean? Because it's so confusing now, and you're hearing more people talk about it with the vaccine. Because it's not stopping the spread, Mm-mm. as promised. Well, it's nope. a different variant. People still feel like, hey, this isn't the way this was supposed to go down. And we are seeing numbers come down now. Yeah. It's not as bad as Delta. And so as he is addressing different things, COVID yesterday, is this is like a 30-second clip. You're like, this is the guy that's supposed to communicate with the people of the United States where we're at and where we're going. I would hope that what happens is the rest of the world does what I'm doing and provides significant amounts of the vaccine to the rest of the world because it's not sufficient that we just have this country not have the virus or be able to control the virus, but that we can't pull the wall high enough to keep a new variant out. So it requires one of the things that I want to do, and we're we're contemplating figuring out how to do, not we are contemplating how to get done. And that is how do we move in a direction where the world itself is vaccinated? How much do these folks spend time talking about things that it doesn't seem the American people care about? I, I Yeah, teach the world to sing and get them all vaccinated. Great, whatever. What about here and now in the United States? You don't have that figured out. That's frustrating to a lot of people. Yeah. Just saying. I mean, there we have more audio from that yesterday and the debacle Kamala interview that she did on the Today Show. I like the way they, they throw her out there to clean it up. <laughs> well, as we talked about, it seems to be there's a turn, especially in media, saying, we okay, we're used to lying to people, but we can't lie as much as we used to because people are starting to figure this out. Right. I don't know if that's exactly what's going on, but that's what it seems like. Well, And Savannah Guthrie held Kamala 
you know, credit, a little more yeah. accountable than usual. So want to get to that. I mean, the bar's pretty low there, but yeah. And then, David, you got a piece we got to get to about Democrats and election results and whether or not they believe the election results. What is that even about? Like, depending on if they win or lose? Right. Okay. All coming up right here. Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, David, what is this about election results, believing Um, them or not? Well, liberal networks have no clue how to handle something Biden said yesterday, which was the midterm elections have a good chance of being illegitimate if he doesn't get his federal takeover of elections. Those bills are are done, at least for now. Uh, Now, on CNN, they really they tried to kick this around, man. They just made fools out of themselves. This is Jake Tapper and Abby Phillip. Okay. All right. This should be good. Since 2015, since Donald Trump came down that escalator, the idea of sowing doubt in election results has been something that Democrats and reporters and the public have not liked about Donald Trump. And I'm certainly not going to compare what Joe Biden just said, President Biden just said, with Donald Trump's history when it comes to the big lie on the elections. But he refused to say that the election results this midterm, in, in these midterms in November would be legitimate. He refused it. I, I think it, it does no, you know, it does not do them any service to do that. And I mean, and I'll say this as well. They have a, a, a problem. Uh, you know, there's polling out there that shows that Democrats are confident in elections. They actually do believe the election system is fair. And so it seems like voters get the balance. But the messaging from the president just now, I think, was not in the right place. So so Democrats do believe in the integrity of elections? Really? That's breaking news. I mean, if if you were born in the year 2000, you have never been alive during a time when Democrats accepted a presidential election loss. It has never happened in your lifetime. That's true. That's true. Because you go back in history. I mean, it was Hillary. It was the talking heads. Trump stole the election. Yes. With the help of Vladimir Putin. As recently talking about the big lie. Oh, my goodness. As recently as 2020, Hillary Clinton was out there. She may have said it more recently than that, but it was right before the 2020 election saying that Donald Trump was not a legitimately elected president. They're still whining about George W. Bush, not once, but twice. Oh, yeah. Nancy Pelosi objected to certifying some of the electoral votes in 2004 after Bush v. Kerry. Man, oh, man. Democrats accept election results. (laughs) No, they don't. If they win. Right. If they win, it's the most secure election in the history of America. Yeah, only if they win, though. I mentioned this uh, before. Uh, This is some polling out from Trafalgar when it comes to Lord Fauci. You know, it's been a while since people trusted this guy, you know, over 50 percent. And there's what, 47, 8 percent now that said, yeah, the guy should step down. 
it's done. He's lost the trust of people, right? And as you would guess, uh, a lot of Democrats are still like, no, man, we believe in Fauci. (laughs) What's he ever lied about? (laughs) And I suppose, seriously, if you only got news from legacy media, would you really know that Fauci's lied about anything? Think about that for a second. Well, if you're on social media at all, it's pointed out a lot. Do you believe that, though? Social media? No, no, no. If you're a Democrat and you see it on social media, almost the same way if you're leaning right and you see left-wing takes on social media, a lot of times you look at it and go, bah. I suppose, yeah. I mean, it's part of what we do every day is you're sifting through conservative media, independent, you know, left-leaning, and then try to figure out exactly what the truth is. Most people don't have time for that. But I thought this was the interesting part, not just when you break it up by Democrats, Republicans. When you go younger, especially 18 to 24-year-olds, okay, 83% say, yep, the guy should step down. Terrible. Can't trust him. 25 to 34-year-olds, it almost flips. 72% say he should stay. Only 28% say he should step down. You have a theory as to why? I do, but it could be completely wrong. Who's been affected more by policies that Fauci has been uh, touting? You screwed up their lives. Yes. You obliterated it. You really have. Mm -hmm. A couple of years that they're never going to get back. 25 to 34-year-old. You have a lot of friends in that demo, David. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fauci helped pay you to stay home. Yep. Chill for a while. And, you know, maybe you're going you. to work from home for, forever now. Right. It's interesting, isn't mm-hmm. it? It is. But most people, you know, want to see him gone. And it. I don't get why he's still there. I mean, honestly. Because if they tell him to go away, it's like, well, it's going to really hurt the Democratic Party as a whole. It's not just about Fauci. But I will predict he's going to resign by the end of the year. Anybody want any of that action? No, I don't. I think you're right. I absolutely think you're right. Dang it. Sorry. Get a bet out of that. Okay. You know what we got coming up? Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day. It's the trifecta and a news update coming up right here. Van Camp and Robbins Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Before we get to the trifecta, news update. Savannah Guthrie did her job today. And I might even add, go so far as to say she did pretty good. Wow. She interviewed Kamala Harris. You've heard most of this interview today. She actually asked good questions. It's a rarity. I think it's been frustrating for a lot of people across the country. I was shocked. I seriously, I was. I, I couldn't mean. believe it. I'm like, holy smokes. And nobody was more shocked than Mamala, I'm guessing. I'm guessing that, too. Well, so the voting rights bill, it goes down in flames. It's been a disaster for Biden. A lot of things that he's wanted to get done. Bill Bagbatter. 
all that crap. Hasn't gone the way he wanted. So they're blaming Republicans. And Savannah's talking about, well, you got two Democrats, too, you know. You have a 50-50 tie in the United States Senate, as you are well aware. Did the administration fail to temper its initiatives to meet political reality? In other words, should you have been more willing to compromise to try to get all Democrats on board? These initiatives failed because Democrats weren't united, let alone Republicans. Was that an error as you look back on this year? Well. Did you like that question? Yeah, I mean, it's an obvious, yes. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I do like it, yeah. I mean, you interviewed a lot of people as a former news guy. I was just curious. Okay, here's the answer. Get ready. Well, when I look back on this year, I think about things like the bipartisan infrastructure law. Um, administrations, both Democrat and Republican, have tried for years. Well, doesn't that show Republicans do were willing to help <laughs> if, the, if the initiatives <laughs> were good? But they... they Tried for years to do what the American people want. She steamrolled her. Yeah. 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 And I, she shot herself in the foot with that argument. Yeah. I'm sorry. Because but, you know the talking points somewhere in there were, well, applaud yourself for the victories that the administration has accomplished, like the bipartisan infrastructure bill. That's great. Yeah. Doesn't that prove that they'll work together if, you know, it's not crazy? Um, and then it just sort of runs out from there. And Savannah's trying to sort of roll it back in, but then they run out of time because the thing lasted almost nine minutes. Yeah. But because Kamala stalled out with talking points so many times. Oh, she's she running the clock out, yes. Yes, she yeah. didn't answer the question. My favorite, though, is when she reminded her she wasn't the vice president. You I know, know the White House tried to clarify it uh, and clean it up afterwards, but was the damage done? You can't unring the bell. Is Vladimir Putin likely to listen to a later statement from the White House press secretary Dang. or the words of President Biden? I will repeat myself, and I'm vice president of the United States. And- <laughs> you know who you're talking to. Yes. And I mentioned that earlier. I'm important, damn it. I'm important. When Charlemagne, the God, asked Kamala, hey, who's really the president? Who's running this thing? And then she got irritated. Oh, yeah. And then she reminded him who she was, too. It's Joe Biden. And don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. Do you think Joe Manchin and, is and a problem? It's Bi- and, it's Bi- and it's Joe Biden. And I'm vice president. And my name is Kamala Harris. And the reality is because we are in office, Gosh. we do. The things like the child tax credit, which is going to reduce black child poverty by 50%. And then back on talking points. It's fantastic. Just so unappealing. Just one of the most unappealing politicians ever. And I've been around longer than you guys. Yeah, I mean. I mean, unappealing, simply unappealing. Dude, you look at it in polling. And what do they always say? Well, it's because she's a woman and black. She's black. I got it. I got it. Must why be racist, is it, then. Why is it black people don't like her? How do we shape shift well, that to make sense in you, a democratic world? You can't. Well, well right. it's, it's the same reason why Virginia voters voting for an African-American woman to be lieutenant governor are still racist. It's because she is, what what they call her, a tool for white supremacy or something like yes. that? yes. One of the great American stories we have right now is that lady. And that's what the left says about it. It's disgusting. All right, I can't wait for the big three of the day. Let's do this. 
Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Oh, and always helping Scott is hero. Casey. Top 40 and otherwise. I'm Casey Casey. Hey, buddy. Yeah. I'm ready. Good to know. Woohoo. Three. Really uh, good to know. Uh, New York City has a bit of a crime problem, and so the, that's why their new mayor is a former cop. Yes. And, and he is. Yeah. Yes. yes and, and apparently he understands why people are afraid. Eric Adams is his name. And apparently he understands why people are afraid to ride the subway right now. Uh, I mean, he's not exactly a conservative. Oh, gosh, no. Heck, not even no. close to being a conservative. No. But I do think he takes an approach on some things. For instance... He said, I don't feel safe on the subway. He rode the subway on January 1st and called 911. There was a fight near the subway station, and people were yelling at each other. Another passenger was sleeping on the train. He said, I felt unsafe. I saw homeless people everywhere. People were yelling and screaming at each other on the train. There's this feeling of disorder. we got to deal with this. This is a problem. We have to deal with this and the fact that people feel unsafe. And then, of course, we heard a few days later the murder of Michelle Alyssa Go pushed onto the rails of the train as an oncoming train was coming, and she died, of course. She was killed. Dude, I, I, by the way, yeah. just to jump in for a second, yeah. I saw an interview with a lady that witnessed it. Oh, my God. Oh, stomach-turning, because the lady is facing the train. So this maniac is sort of like walking fast behind her and then shoves her shoves from her. the back. Yep. It, it, it makes no sense. Just flat-out evil. Anyway, go ahead. No, but uh, I don't know if you happen to see it tonight. It was one of the news shows this morning. There was a woman, like, tying herself or chaining herself to the pole so she couldn't be pushed in in front of the train. That's insane. At the subway station. Yeah. They're freaked that's out. That's insane. It that's, is insane. That's that's third-world country kind of stuff right there. Crazy. Well, uh, we'll see what Eric be... Adams follows through on this, but they got big problems. I can't believe that was tolerated at all. To get to this point, it's been years in the making, and the reason is because a lot of the high-minded, you know, op-ed writers and columnists at, at yep. in the media there, they don't ride the subway every day. They well, also, they were big advocates in the '90s of emptying out all the mental hospitals. Yeah. No, it's it's a terrible mess. You no. know, I mean, listen, who would lose an ounce of sleep? Everybody saw what this guy did, Times Square, one to the head. Would you lose any sleep? No. Anybody? No. Well, it depends. On? Is the firing squad, are they wearing masks? <laughs> well, David brings up a very, very good question. Yes. Well, usually the guy getting shot has a mask on. I don't know if you want, like, facial coverings for the gunman. It's up to you. I'm good either way. Can you know? And we're going to hear the number one very soon. <laughs> Can Anderson Cooper host the event? Yeah. Yes. Right. Absolutely. I'm fine with that. With Andy Cohen? Yeah. Yes. Now, on with the countdown. Two. Uh, former Labor Secretary Robert Reich. This guy is a like hardcore socialist. He's, he's yeah, a oh, nut. Yeah. He is a nut. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, I mean... By the left standard, he's calling for violence against Senator Kirsten Cinema because she won't do what liberals want her to do. That's right. You know, they talk a lot about fascism. Um, <laughs> but after the Democratic effort to kill the filibuster went down to the defeat, 
With Manchin and Cinema voting with Republicans to save the filibuster, some of the left lost their minds, including the wee wee little man, Robert Reich. Yeah, he's like three foot four or something. He's not even five feet tall. No. He said tonight Republican senators lined up to shake Kirsten Cinema's hand. Democratic senators should have given her the backs of their hands. Ooh. Sounds like a war on women to me. That's what he said. Well, you... I would love to see Kristen Cinema and Robert Reich go at it. She'd beat his ass. Well, yeah. well he doesn't want to rumple his size 2T suit. So, <laughs> yeah. little guy, little guy. Shops at the kids section. He got, well, he shops at Baby Gap, actually. I don't know if you knew that. Little wee. There's a third guy. one. Yeah. Advocating and finally, against elected one. officials. <laughs> uh, I, you seem to love this story. I think I it's do. kind of I a do. tragedy, but a mechanic. Well, it is, but it, it is, it is. But at the same time, it's like the stuff you hear about, like in sitcoms or movies or something. So a mechanic Happened in real life. So a mechanic <laughs> wrecked a very expensive car. Yeah, it's the Ferrari three ninety nine Enzo. They only made it for two years. And, was, oh, no. and, and the guy takes it in to get it fixed in the Netherlands, takes it in the shop. So the mechanic decides, eh, I'll take it up for a while while he's waiting to pick it up. Wrecks it. He, like, Buellered it? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Totally Buellered it. And he can't buff this out either. I mean, it's wrecked. Uh, the local Ferrari dealer said about two kilometers from where he was. Customer who owned the car said the weather conditions were damp and chilly, but that's no excuse. Uh, by the way, the price of these things is between two and a half and three million dollars for the car. Oh, I don't man. know why I find that so funny, but David just, is stone faced right now. Like, what is wrong like, with you? You can, you know, you take it in to get it fixed or get the oil changed or whatever, and some dude who's never ever going to be able to own one of these gets in it just to drive around. It was Ferris Bueller. It was very Ferris Bueller. And there you have it. And you know he had to make the call. Oh, damn, man. I just want to remind everybody that in that movie, Ferris Bueller is actually the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Wow. You see it once you're an adult, you're like, what a terrible friend to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was a... Yeah. Yeah, the things you learn. You watch him later in life and, you you know... The little lessons you pick up from it. It's very interesting. It's like you watch Home Alone now, and you think, what's wrong with those parents? What's wrong with those people? Well, they lose their kid. They don't take inventory of kids when they get them, you know. They did. At the beginning, they were counting heads, and it was a different neighbor or something that was in there, and they thought it was Macaulay Culkin. It's your own kid. you got to make sure your own kid's in there. I was going to say, well, when you're 12... And Christine 16 comes out. You're like, dude, oh, that's that so wild because this morning. A grown man is yeah. singing that song. This morning, it was funny because today is Paul Stanley's birthday, a kiss. Okay. So when I'm showering today and I'm getting around ready for work, I just put on my my playlist of kiss stuff, right? Okay. Christine 16 comes on. I had the same feeling when Gene does the spoken part. And I knew right there she was going to be mine. Um, Scott. You put that song on your playlist. That just doesn't. I know, but up. I, you know, I even think about. I was putting it together right. like, oh, Christine, yeah, yeah. sure, Christine I'll put it on sixteen. There. I, I know like I wasn't that. like that, but you're right. I, but <laughs> this morning creepy. the light bulb went off. I went, this song is really creepy. This was a big hit. You put it on the playlist. I know. I have to remove it tonight. I guess. Yes. My hypocrisy oh. has boundaries. Yes. One thing I mentioned earlier. Sometimes we're going to get to things, and then news happens, and we get lost in it. I mentioned online daters said they want to exchange 
30 messages before meeting in person. That's the average. Holy cow. 30. I had no idea. I've never been in that game. That's a lot. Yes. Anyone found that to be true? I've never been in that game either. But just exchanging messages back and forth with someone? No? Never? That I didn't know? That I wanted to date? Yeah. Okay. All right. Not before I went out with them, anyway. Okay. No. 30. That's a lot. I I thought that to be the... uh, the same thing. All right, we still got another news update to get to. And Nimrod's in the news. It feels like we've had a lot of those so far in the show today, but there will be one that will top them all, and it's coming up next. Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Blaine Maxwell is asking for a retrial. You know that juror confessed to speaking of sexual abuse? Yeah. So they're going for the retrial. That's okay. I've talked to, I mean, I know this is all anecdotal. A few different ladies. They're like, what have you heard any more about the Ghislaine Maxwell thing? Like higher interest than you would imagine of all the stories out there. That one really strikes a chord with some people. Well, they they want accountability. Yeah, it's so shocking. Yes. Yeah, and also to know that some of these guys that were involved in this, these men, these Johns, these guys who showed up, yeah. Clinton, Prince Andrew, mm-hmm. not to mention who we're going to find out if she does start talking, which I think she will. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. You know, gosh dang. Here's something that could bring people together. Okay. If Joe Biden were to pressure Merrick Garland into getting the Justice Department to release all of it. Yes. Or even half of it. Yeah. What they know about that network of clients. Because obviously that's in the public interest. I mean, if, you know, John Smith from Wisconsin or whatever was caught up in a sex trafficking ring like that, his name would be known all over the world. You're right. But why not release the rich and powerful? And those guys should stand trial like everybody else. I mean, they they were in that world. They were trafficking there as well. You know, I mean. You want to be a unifier, name names. People would want to know. There's no doubt about that. Oh, and before we get to Nimrods, uh, David, you've talked about Britney Spears. I think you say her reign of terror since oh, she's yeah. been out on her own. She will kill. <laughs> Every time you say that. Uh, I don't know. Just wanted to give you the update. Sent a cease and desist order to her sister. Mm-hmm. Man, this thing is getting crazier oh, as it Jamie goes on. Lynn. Yeah, because she wrote a book, right? And yeah. Yeah. I, it, that's a that's a bad move. What a... Just, why do you need to do that? I guess to cash in, I know the answer yeah. to the question. Well... Hashtag should have kept Britney locked up. Or is that all to defend her dad? I don't know. Before I have a big, strong take, I don't know. I'm just giving you the update. It's a mess. What if her dad's really the hero of the story? That would be a shocker to a lot of people, I think. Mm-hmm. She'll be dancing in a bikini very soon on a video near you. 
Well, I think what she's doing now is doing whatever nude stuff and then putting, like, emojis on the right. naughty bits. Right. Yeah, and everybody else is like, put it away. We've seen it. <laughs> yeah, that only works when it's new. <laughs> I know. It is kind of odd. All right, let's get to Nimrods. Let's roll it. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. Cop in northeastern Louisiana driving the other night. Guy coming from the other direction failed to turn his high beams off. So it blinded the cop for a second. So the cop turned around and tried to pull the guy over. Mm-hmm. 37-year-old Alan Seabury. But Alan didn't stop. So now it's turned into a high-speed chase. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. It can happen. Apparently, he went through a 25-mile-an-hour zone doing 60. I've heard a lot worse. Then he rolled through six stop signs in a row. He finally pulled over when he got home. Steps out of his car. He's holding a burger. Half-eaten. Mm. Cops like, hey, why didn't you stop? Well, I just got the burger. I want to finish it. Also said I couldn't stop. My brakes were out. God. Well, how'd you break around the home then? Yeah. They started working. It just magically started working. <laughs> brakes are crafty like that. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They arrested him for uh, fleeing police driving without a license or insurance and shockingly hadn't shown up in court for a recent battery case. Really? Yes. Yeah. They wolfed down the rest of that burger and went to jail. And that's Nimrod's in the news.